0: I think you all know that I've always felt the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Straight Talk. I am, as always, your host, Jason Brunt. And again, we've got an incredible episode for you today. From the sickness spreading in churches all the way to the sickness that is the trans insanity into some crazy videos that we have for you. But not only are we going to show you the sickness that's infecting this country, but we're also going to show you the groups and organizations that are providing the antidote to this sickness. There is a way that we can save our country, but it is going to take each and every one of you watching and everyone that you know to get on board and start taking action. You are not going to want to miss a single minute of today's episode. We are jamming it packed with all three rings of this clown circus today. So stick around. But first, a message from Big Brother. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent or are affiliated with. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as always, it has been a crazy week in the trans sanity circus. So, just this past week on February 12th, unfortunately, we had another shooting incident. And as we're seeing more and more in today's new world, a lot of the folks that are doing this share the same elements that the folks did it prior to, and that's a severe mental illness. Now, when we as a society, start propagating this mental illness, popularizing this mental illness, and making it the new pop culture, we are treading on very, very dangerous lines. Sure, will maybe a very small percentage of TikTok influencers feel enabled and overall better mental health because of the enabling and over-celebration? Of course, but that's going to be short-lived. This dopamine hits is just like any other drug addiction, and you need to have more and more and more and more to satisfy your addiction. These folks are getting a little bit out of control, and we can see it with the way over celebration promotion on all of the social media platforms, the way that all the companies cowtail to every single thing they want. We're banned off TikTok on a pretty regular basis, not banned yet. Uh, we get threatened with bans pretty regularly, but we win a lot of the appeals. But most recently, the majority of our appeals that, that, that are, are lost are due to things such as hate speech or, or misinformation. So one of the videos that we put up was promoting straight pride and saying that if the, the LGBTQ plus community has pride organizations, has pride stickers, pride flags, pride clubs, pride months, pride days, well, why can't the straight community have a pride month or a pride flag or pride stickers in schools or pride clubs in the schools? That was literally the words that I used in last week's episode. You can go back and see it for yourself. That little short segment right there was what TikTok considered hate speech because asking for straight representation or straight pride is an absolute no-no. You cannot be straight. You can only be an ally in today's Klu Klux alphabet plan world. Well, this is obviously on its face absurd and in violation of ethics and morals and everything else across the board. And it's certainly not a violation of their community standards. It's a violation of their political bias. Uh, Another one that we had removed just recently was going over uh, last week's episode as well, the Grammys, where they had the bloodletting ceremony, where this young performer was over there singing about a demonic vampire taking her soul into the darkness while bleeding on her face and blood pouring out of the walls, and we accurately described this as a satanic ritual, uh, which... Many news outlets covered it in the same exact way, as well as admissions from the people that were involved in producing the event, claiming that, yes, on its face, it was certainly a satanic ritual. Well, TikTok considered that misinformation. However, there's similar videos that are promoting the uh, anti-Christian sentiment And those are absolutely allowed to go. And and some of the vile things that these people say in those videos, which we've highlighted in some of our past episodes, is is well beyond uh, considered hate speech or misinformation, but that's completely allowed. As long as it toes the line with the rainbow or the satanic cult. It's absolutely loud on TikTok, but anything faith-based or anything based on traditional values, of course, is banned. And these are the lunatics that are running the show. But an example of the dangers that this it involves our society in is not just at the social media level, the silencing and the censorship. It's not just a level of fear of getting people expelled from their jobs, ruining their lives, losing their homes, cars, and families. It, it's now gone into... A little bit of a more dangerous side. What we saw uh, recently, we had that trans shooter in Tennessee, that manifesto that came out, which was deliberately silenced and tried to they, they tried to hide it. I mean, there's no other way to say it. They tried to cover that under the rug because they didn't want people to know that that was an example, much like every other mass shooter in history. Of glorified mental illness. The only difference is this version of mental illness is the new pop culture. So they can't smear it. They can't put the new pop culture down. That would be a hypocrisy. That would be them basically admitting that everything that they've been saying over the past several years is completely false and based in lunacy, which it absolutely is you can't pretend to be something that you're not you just can't you can't you want something you earn it through meritocracy and hey, we've gone over this a hundred times i'm not going to beat the horse for you but, but here's another interesting thing so we had the trans shooter in tennessee manifesto took months to come out i believe it was uh Steven Crowder, that was the one that actually got his hands on it, was able to release that manifesto, which showed there was a, a, a hatred towards Christians, people of traditional faith and values, and anyone that disagrees or doesn't toe the line with the trans lifestyle. Well, unfortunately, on February 12th, I want to add this to the screen here. This right here is from a, another excellent website, 100%fedup.com or 100%effedup.com. I think that's up into ter- interpretation how you'd like to read it. But check this out. Joel Osteen Church Shooter, which happened just this past week. There was a shooter that went into uh, Joel Osteen's church, Lakewood Church, one of the big popular mega churches, and tried to shoot the place up. Luckily, their timing was off. It was between services, but we'll read you this article here. Joel Osteen Church Shooter, identified as woman, previously known as Jeffrey. Free Palestine written on the gun. This is all the trademarks of your typical, everyday, promoted on college campuses, leftist progressive lunatic. (laughs) It reads, Twitter has this news all morning, and finally the legacy media has been forced to report on it. It appears as though the Lakewood church shooter is a transgender woman who was previously Jeffrey. Now take a look at this clown here. I mean... You can just tell in the photos, the sunken face. I mean, this person has serious issues. Ah, uh, man. This is out of control. So you got a lot of commentary on here. The shooter who entered Lakewood Church on Sunday with a long rifle and a child in tow has been identified as Genese Ivan Moreno, according to multiple sources. The 36-year-old previously identified as Jeffrey Escalante and had prior arrests for assault forgery, marijuana possession, theft, evading an unlawful carrying of a weapon, according to KHOU's Jeremy Rogolasky. According to the Texas Department of Public Safety Records search, his criminal record report dates back to 2005. Members of the FBI, Conroe Police Department, Montgomery County Sheriff's Office, Houston Police Department, and Texas Rangers arrived at Conroe Home, after the Sunday shooting, to collect evidence and try to piece together the main piece of the puzzle. The shooter walked into the Houston mega church with a five-year-old while wearing a trench coat and carrying a backpack that he reportedly announced had explosives inside. Explosives were not found in his possession or in his vehicle. Police said that the fake woman entered the church and opened fire in the lobby around 1.53 p.m. Two law enforcement officers working extra jobs at the church returned fire and shot and killed the dude pretending to be a woman. At some point during the shooting, the five-year-old boy accompanying him and a 57-year-old man were both hit by gunfire. It is unclear if the victims were hit by bullets from the suspect's gun or from the officers who returned fire. This is a tragic story that is still currently developing. And if anything new pops up, we will be sure to bring it to you. But as we're starting to see is people with some serious mental illnesses that are promoted through the mainstream media sometimes turn to extreme behaviors in order to get some sort of notoriety recognition to leave their stamp on this planet or to go down in some sort of. Twisted infamy. We see this with serial killers, mass shooters across the board. A lot of media outlets, um, mostly on the conservative side of the fence. A few over there on the left-hand side. I will give credit where credit's due. Uh, Bill Maher is one of the folks on the progressive side of the fence that also agrees with what I'm about to say, and that's we should not glorify these people by giving them this worldwide recognition and celebrating their mental illnesses. We do have a problem with mental illness in this country. I I cannot tell you how many times I keep hearing the words anxiety, PTSD, and, and all these incredibly existing conditions, but people are using everything as a crutch right now to justify their lack of mental health when a lot of it can be solved by Finding faith—that's really, honestly, the number one thing that you can do to help relieve a lot of your mental illnesses in today's society. Because a lot of these issues are being manufactured by people much, much bigger than us, uh, and, and especially in this Looney Tune circus, things are just getting completely out of control. And, and now, these folks that are in this mental circus that are being promoted through the mainstream media are turning to radical, drastic actions in order to perpetuate their cause a little bit more. I mean, we've seen this on the radical sides of both offenses, from Timothy McVeigh, uh, the Unabomber, to the mass shootings, to the Vegas shootings. It all steeps into the same thing, and that's radical politicized ideologies being bred in a brain that is rife with mental illness. And then this is the avenue that some of these people choose to take. The way that we solve it as a country, and I've said it 100,000 times before, and I'll say it 100,000 more, is we need to bring God back into our country. There is no question about it. These folks have lost their damn minds. There's no question. They have lost their minds. If you need any more proof that these types of people have some serious issues, I want to put something up on the screen. This video here, you are absolutely going to love it. Give me just a second. I'm learning these things one at a time. Here we are. We'll get this up here in just a second. So uh quick synopsis here. This is a couple that's in a court battle. So these are trans clowns. And one of them had his te- testicles removed, put into a refrigerator. And now he is suing his former partner because They refuse to give him his nuts back. So uh, he fumbled the ball. She she picked it up, and she doesn't want to return it. Check this out.
1: If I can get it to play. Let's see here. Here we go. He admits that he possessed the medical specimen, and he admits that he disposed of them. Okay. I am suing for the return of them and damages in the amount of $6,500. She had had her testicles removed. I believe, if I recall correctly, it was March 23rd, and they were left in the fridge. I wanted nothing to do with it. I thought it was odd, but I try not to judge because everybody's a little different
0: it's what made her happy, whatever. I lost his At least they preserved them properly. You know, good temperature holding is critical for um, storage. <laughs> he put his nuts in the fridge. This is freaking nuts. No pun intended. This, I can't believe this. I cannot believe these lunatics. Hold on, we, we we lost the the feed here. That's that's the problem with the live. now pre recordings is you have issues sometimes with the uh, the internet streams. So let's see if we Some can figure it out. parts here. and
1: all that stuff. It's kind of gross, actually.
0: It is kind of gross, sir. Everything that you're doing is kind of gross. And right. I don't think we're gonna get the rest of this to play here. So. Essentially, guys and girls, what happened here is, is this, this Looney Tune clown.
1: They were there from April 2022 until July of 2023 when I spoke supposed to them. Yeah, so because um, <laughs> that physical anomaly has been a point of stress in my life since I can remember. And my middle name that I chose is D. Because my whole life I've been called Big D, M. D. <laughs> D, and I thank God that these D's nuts were extracted. And they were put into a biohazard bag. Yes. And for shits and giggles, <laughs> I put them in a mason jar and I put them in the fridge next to the eggs. Um, so let me ask you this was the conversation with right, you? I'm done with you. Could you please get your. Your testicles out of mine. That never came up, and if they were so important to her, I don't understand why she didn't grab them then. So, so the amount that I'm claiming is for the damages of not having these nuts with me. I want them in my fridge, not his. I'm not sure why he would want to keep them. The damages were the loss of these nuts.
0: Oh, wow. All right. Well, that was by far the funniest thing that I've watched in a heck of a long time. These <laughs> nuts. Got him. All right, so piece this together. This dude snips his twig and berries. He leaves the fruits in the refrigerator next to the eggs, rightfully so. At least he prioritizes organization in the fridge. His dude doesn't want to give him his nuts back, so now he's suing him in court, dropping the d s nuts lines because why not? But the funny thing about it is, obviously these people are mentally ill, but you can see all these telltale signs and and without question, of course, it has its fake service dog with it. And let me just take a, a pause here for a second and, and go into this fake service dog stuff. I absolutely despise people that use their dogs as little cannon fodder for their emotional distress and call them service dogs. One, I have friends of mine that legitimately have service animals for a variety of different conditions from alerting for seizures, to uh, alerting for PTSD attacks and so on, folks that have been in uh, foreign wars that now have an animal for the fashion reasons and, and can sense seizures, can sense heart palpitations, can sense a variety of different issues. And those folks deserve those animals. Those are trained animals that are trained for, for months, sometimes even years to receive the correct amount of training to be able to sniff out the illness, to be able to alert, to be able to guide, whatever the training may be, these animals have significant amount of that training. These fake service dogs, however, have zero. You can go online very quickly and find uh, a service dog tag for your animal for as little as, I think, $5. Let's go ahead and take a look at this together. Look, so when you work in an industry such as hospitality or airlines or whatever, uh, these things are plaguing uh, our the industries now because of all these folks coming in saying that they've got a, fa- a little fake service dog. You know, you've got fake rottweiler, service dog Rottweilers, all these animals that come in there, little foo-foo things in a purse that they're carrying, and they're claiming it's service animals. And there's only two questions that you are legally allowed to ask. And that is, has this animal been trained to mitigate a disability? And if so... What training has that animal received to perform its duties? And that's it. Anybody that has these fake service dogs most of the time know how to lie through the answers. And as soon as they lie, then the onus is on them. But the problem is you're still dealing with these animals in places that these animals shouldn't be. Most of the time these fake service animals are not properly trained. They're sniffing, they're aggressive, they bite, they bark, they growl, they urinate, they defecate all in this public areas. And of course they have your typical pet dander that causes allergic reactions to some folks. So if this animal is truly an extension of you, then it should be a registered service animal. But these ESA animals, I wanna put this up on the screen and we're gonna start right here, just right out of the gate. Um, let's say ESA. Dog registration. Oh, you can even do it for free. So right here, usserviceanimals.com. The very first one, let's click on it. And there it is. Real easy to register your animal for next to nothing. This is it. You fill out the owner's information. You fill out the animal's information. Of course, you got to pay for it. But then you get your little card with your stupid looking chihuahua on the thing. And then this is how these people think. Now, first off, if you have a service animal, there is no card. I don't even want to, I can go on for hours about these ridiculous service animals. But the fact of the matter is, these folks that are storing each other's notes in the refrigerator are mentally ill. There is no question about it. We have this same type of person that is being glorified in their mental illness, provided a fake service dog. These are the same types of people that are going into these churches and shooting. I want to read to you Another article over here, and it's important that we go through this stuff, guys. And I know sometimes we we go outside of this Ku Klux Alphabet Klan agenda and cover some other things. Last week, we went over some of the COVID crap that was going on and some of the draconian restrictions that were put into place that did nothing. But we always keep coming back to this issue, And, and the reason is very simple, and it's because this is the Trojan horse that they're using under the guise of love, compassion, and, of course, pulling on the fifty threads, saying that we're all bullied and our feelings are hurt. We are in a world of hurt feelings, and right now we really need to take a step back and focus on facts, logic, and reason. So I want to put this up here. This is another example of how far we are falling as a nation. This one over here is on revolver.news. And, and for any of us that's been through a custody battle, and I myself have, it is in and of itself one of the most difficult and brutal things that you have to go through. But to make matters worse, this over here on revolver.news, the headline reads, Behold, New York City is the most evil city in the U.S. Look what they just did to this poor father. And there's a picture of the gentleman here and his little one right next to him. As many of you are aware, there's a battle being waged by the left in two fronts against men and children. Their agenda is to destroy traditional masculinity, diminish the father's role, and recruit our nation's youth into the LGBTQ plus army. Tragically, these two conflicts have converged into one horrendous reality in New York City, a situation so profoundly evil that it might be hard for some to believe, yet it's sadly true. A father is finding out how truly diabolical the Big Apple can be as his son has been ripped away from him so the boy's mentally ill mother can turn him into a girl. The report, New York father loses custody battle where he sought to stop his eight-year-old son from receiving puberty blockers to change genders. Infuriating. That's not even a strong enough word. A New York family court has denied Dennis Hannon medical authority over his son. The situation is much more sinister considering the father's claims the boy's mother had pushed the gender transition on him for years. No surprise. The custody battle went on with the Erie Supreme Court for seven years. The Daily Mail reports that after a court ruling, his son went back to being a boy. However, the father still has no say so over his son's medical decisions. The mother allegedly pushed transgenderism on his son and sent him to a transgender-affirming therapist for puberty blockers. This was all hidden from Hannon. Hannon has spent $150,000 over seven years trying to gain custody of his child and was ordered to pay his ex-wife's attorney fees. He has no retirement left. Quote, it is very clear to me this was all about pushing a narrative. Nobody wanted to question the agenda or even question whether or not somebody actually had gender dysphoria. It was just because she said that he was confused about his gender. It must be true. Hannon said to the daily mail quote, my son is a regular little boy. He goes by Matthew. His mother still tries to influence him by using they, them pronouns and still calls him B, which is short for Ruby. It was very difficult for him in school because one year he was a girl named Ruby wearing dresses and makeup and the hair. Then the next year, he's a boy named Matthew. Kids in school will ask him, weren't you a girl? That's hard for a child. At three years old, how can he identify as a girl? He never showed any indications to me at all. I was just looked at as a conservative who just didn't want to accept my son's gender. I could very easily be passed off as a kid for wanting to simply question why and understand how they, became to, how they came to this conclusion or how they could. It was totally weaponized against me. New York is evil this is the stuff that I've been highlighting on this show for ages. And it's it's important to mention that he even says you're going to be ignored. Nobody wants to question the agenda, even question whether or not somebody actually had the condition and could be very easily passed off as a bigot for wanting to simply question. Th- these are their tactics against you is if you question reality They start insulting you with ad hominem attacks and try to destroy your character as unloving and uncaring. Look, y'all, biological ladies and gentlemen, it's pretty simple here. Loving and caring is caring about life and caring about making sure that that person can live the longest and most successful and happy life as possible. Encouraging a condition that increases suicide rates year after year, even as acceptance continues to grow. It's stupid. It's basic knowledge that this condition is not getting better by affirmation and acceptance. It's only getting worse. We're putting these people's lives at risk. We're putting the lives at risk of folks around them. We're putting lives at risk of the people that disagree with them, as we're seeing with these school shootings. These folks are losing their mind. They already lost their mind. They're being celebrated for it. And now they're acting out viciously and violently, not only in action, but in words. We've seen that from the attacks on the conservative side of the fence, both verbally, through the media, through employment, through social engineering, and through violence. And this is not something that we should accept. But just when you think that these folks can't get any crazier, well, I hate to break it to you, but um, they sure can. So this next video I want to show for you, see if I can add this in here real quick. This is fun. Here we are. i am gonna play this video, and then we're going to talk about it a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not sitting down, I highly recommend you do so. This is a biological man, by the way, before we even get into this video. This is a biological man that has fake babies that it is trying to uh, convince people. There we go. Ready? Check this out.
2: (laughs) Just just watch. To address the question that I got. So a lot of y'all on TikTok were worried about me using formula, real formula, for my reborn dolls. Um, So I'm here to address that right now. I do not actually bottle feed my reborn babies. I actually breastfeed them because to me it is more natural, it is more beautiful than everything to me, and I feel like it's more natural and everything. So I do not use real formula for my reborn babies. I actually don't even bottle feed my reborn babies. Now, yeah, I I have no interest in bottle feeding my reborn babies, not one bit. And you have to remember, I have twin boys. Soon I will have three boys. So that's breastfeeding three boys during a day and everything. And if you are wondering, my breastfeeding schedule is for my reborn babies. It is. So in the morning when we first wake up, I breastfeed each baby one hour and then put them down and let them sleep for 20 minutes. Not for 20 minutes, uh for two hours straight for each baby. And then the first baby that I breastfed, I will wake him up after two hours. And then I will breastfeed him again for 30 minutes, put him down for two hours again. Then that will be my whole schedule for the day. And then at nighttime, what I will do is before we go to bed, I will breastfeed him again for one hour and then we'll put him him down for the night And then we usually wake up probably around one o'clock in the morning, and then I'll breastfeed him again for another hour, and then we'll go back to sleep.
0: So I'm not 100% sure. I think I said it was a he that turned into a she before. I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. I'm trying to check it out online to see if I could find the answer, but... This is one of those uh, great mysteries that might go unsolved. What I was able to locate here, though, is the original post was from a Dr. Jebra Fauche, And just looking at a quick highlight here, author of how the Trump years turned me into a social justice warrior. It's got the Zer pronouns, (laughs) clearly, obviously enabling this mentally disturbed human being. But well, whether male or female, the fact that it's sitting there three hours a day, breastfeeding fake baby dolls is just out of control. So you ask, well, Jason, what do we do? How do we solve this? Well, thankfully, there is a lot of groups coming up and supporting the resistance. Uh, the resistance to trans insanity, the resistance to the progressive circus that's infiltrating our country. And it's from everything, from politics all the way into this rainbow cult. Um, It reminds me of a time in history, and we've talked about the Nazi ideologies and how their social engineering strategies are being used in today's America, especially within the school systems, comparably to the Hitler-Hugen, Hitler Youth Program that was in Germany. Well, We've gone over that ad nauseum in previous episodes, so I'm not going to harp on that too much in today's episode. But what I do want to bring up is that program, the Nazi youth began in 1922, Germany. So it took about 18 years of the nonstop onslaught and the expansion of Germany for a group of folks to really bind together in a way that I thought was pretty remarkable and I wanted to talk to you about on today's episode. So this movement actually happened in Norway. And we'll go ahead and see if we pop this up here. This is on warhistoryonline.com. So this is the paperclip resistance. So, uh, you know, I'll pop this back off for a second before we get into this. So this was a group of Norwegian teachers, parents, and students that did not agree with the Nazi ideology, did not want it propagated throughout their education systems. Now, obviously, just like in today's society, anybody countering the narrative was banned, silenced, shunned, shamed, and imprisoned. Let's hope we don't get to that part. But ladies and gentlemen, it is right around the corner. If you don't subscribe to DEI, they're going to start sending you to these re-education camps. Mark my words if we don't stop it. But this paperclip resistance started in, in uh, Norway by teachers, parents, and students to resist the Nazi occupation and education of Nazi ideologies. And one of the ways that they showed their resistance to the regime was by wearing paperclips. Some would wear paperclip bracelets, sometimes just a little paperclip on the lapel or on the hat. And this became the the paperclip resistance. And by noticing somebody wearing a paperclip, then you would know that they were on your side and that if your children were in that school, in that classroom, and you saw the paperclip on the teacher's hat, lapel, wrist, or wherever they were wearing it, you could feel a sense of ease knowing that your children were now attending that class and were not being indoctrinated into the Nazi ideology. So I want to put this up here from War History Online, put this back up on the screen here, and just read to you a little bit on the reasoning of the paperclip. So in autumn, 1940, students of Oslo University began to attach paper clips to their lapels. This was their way of showing resistance against the taking over of Nazi Germans in their country in a non-violent way, as well as expressing their unity and national pride in face of the occupation. Symbols that were blatantly or secretly connected to the Norwegian royal family had already been banned, so they could not resort to that. They also wanted to Uh, they also wanted an adept way of showing their rejection to the ideologies fed on them by the Nazis. Aside from wearing a single paperclip on their lapels, they also fashioned various paperclip accessories like bracelets. The bracelets were uh, popular symbols which showed that the Norwegians were symbolically bonded together in the face of adversity. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not saying that we should all start running around wearing paper clips, but hey, you know what? Maybe it's not a bad idea to bring it back because not only is it a sign of resistance, but it's also a way to remember the tragic mistakes that were made in our human history and a reminder not to repeat those mistakes. Ladies and gentlemen, do not fool yourself. We are repeating those mistakes. We are following the same exact social engineering strategies that the Nazis that Stalin's Soviet Union, Mao's China, and a litany of other of these dictators have used. Uh, There's many rules in North Korea. If if anybody is found to go against the government, that's called the three-generation rule, and that's the father, the grandfather, and the son are all imprisoned. Three generations are imprisoned in order to purge that ideology out. It's a three-generational rule. We've talked about it with J.D. Unwin's book, Sex and Culture ad nauseum again, and, but the reason why we keep covering this is because that's how it takes three generations. It only takes three generations to completely reset and rebrand an entire country's nationalism, pride, mentality, and even education. This is just like Newspeak speak in, in Orwell's 84. Uh, We have got a serious issue going on, but things like the paperclip resistance in 1940 and groups that we're seeing coming out today are really starting to push this resistance a little further and giving me a little glimmer of hope. So this past week, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it to one of the school boards here in my local county because I was up in Hillsborough County meeting with some very important people from some political and activist groups uh, in a couple of different leadership conferences where we're going to be pairing, Florida Straits is going to be pairing with a lot of these different organizations to help promote traditional values and to help create a space where children who hold those traditional values, who are proud to be straight, can have an outlet where they feel celebrated, they feel included, and they also feel loved without being alienated and chastised by their teachers, administrators, counselors, and everyone outside of the home and outside of the church. One of the groups that we um, spent some time talking to yesterday that we are proudly allying ourselves with is Protect Our Children Project. So I'm putting this up here on the screen, and I'm going to read to you their mission. Protect Our Children's Innocence, or I'm sorry, POCP mission. Protect our children's innocence, privacy rights, and quality of education by supporting the family and encouraging community involvement. Our vision is to provide every child with the protections necessary to develop a healthy person in spirit, mind, and body. A healthy person. I think that's a mistype on their website. A healthy person in spirit, mind, and body. Protecting our children through educating and empowering the local community to have a positive, life-changing effect on the entities that influence our children and impact their futures as our purpose. Now, we go over here to the Florida Straits page, and I wanna read to you their kinda mission statement here. We are Florida, we are family, and we are proud. Are you tired of seeing a pride agenda being shoved down our throats every turn while excluding everyone who shares traditional values? What about straight pride? Well, look no further, because Florida Straits is here to demand equal celebration and representation for our straight families. We are a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to promoting heterosexual representation and traditional values in our communities and schools. We also participate in regular events to clean up our beautiful state and give back to our local communities. We believe that it is time for the straight community to stand up and to be represented. After all, every person on this planet came from a heterosexual union. and It is our duty to ensure the survival of our culture and species. It goes on. You can visit their website, floridastraights.com, if you would like to get involved with any one of these groups. Um, so I highly recommend that you check out POCP.org or floridastraits.com. These are two groups that are coming together. There's several other groups like United pastors of America that are also joining the fold and we are all waging this war together. Unfortunately for us and the nation, the progressive left is very well organized and very well funded. And unfortunately they are happily willfully ignorant. They do not, they do not, have moral codes or ethical codes that they're not willing to abandon so that way they can continue to further their groupthink cause. The only thing that they care about is the fact that just by simply saying I'm progressive and that I'm part of this group, I'm immediately and automatically loved by everyone. But well, here's the problem, as we've seen with the movie Detrans on PragerU that we've talked about prior to, or just any of the clips that we've showed you in the past about a lot of these folks that were pressured into transitioning as young children and decided when they were older, more mature, and when their brains were developed, that that wasn't a good idea. So they started to detransition, and you can hear every one of their stories. It is almost a 100% guarantee the second that they took their foot out of the cesspool of LGBTQ plus of affirmation, every single one of those activists and friends that they had had along those troublesome years turn on them. And they don't just turn on them by abandoning them, they turn on them by viciously attacking them and calling them a born amount of names and and probably making the detransition process a million times harder than it actually has to be. And that's because everybody that they thought loved and cared about them didn't, They only loved them because they complied to their Fourth Reich ideology. I hate to say it, but that's exactly what it is. These groups, POCP.org, Florida Straits, United Pastors of America, Patriots for America, Town Hall Patriots, and a whole bunch more are critical. Your support is critical for them to accomplish their mission. These LGBTQ plus organizations are 10,000 plus Florida Straits is the only 501c3 dedicated to straight pride and preserving traditional values. POCP is dedicated to preserving the same things with an expansion on just the overall child in a faith-based environment. Everybody is joining forces because we all know that the school is the seed that, that they're watering with their unfiltered, infected, viral water of indoctrination. And it is time that we need to stand, rise, and fight. What can you do now and today? Well, there's a scroll bar on the bottom. You can visit wetfloridastraits.com. You can, if you like our podcast, you can go to our locals or Patreon page. We have excellent products such as Make Honey Great Again, where you can actually get a tangible product that you can help support this podcast directly. Great Honey from South Carolina, made by great patriots. So I highly recommend that you check out MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com. Use promo code STRAIGHT if you want to pick up a bottle and support this podcast. Locals and Patreon right down below, where we release all of our episodes a little bit early and have some bonus content that we put on there for our our members. Uh, You can go to POCP.org and help support them as well. But the key is... Whatever you do, do not do nothing. The only thing it takes for evil to prevail is good men and women to do nothing. Don't do nothing. Do something. When this video is over, go to Commissioner Diaz. Email him. Tell them you want to reform in the education systems. One of the things Florida Straits has been focusing on pretty heavily, and I myself actually have a meeting with the superintendent of Charlotte County coming up this week, is about the Rainbow Pride indoctrination stickers being brought into the schools as Trojan horse under the guise of a safe space. It's not a safe space for all when it shows that rainbow sticker. It is only a safe space for few, and you are alienating in my county over 80% of your student body In the pretend love and inclusivity type guys, get it out. And what we're trying to fight for is a neutral zone because in the schools, it shouldn't be based off of immutable characteristics. It should be based off of performance, academics, responsibility, and behavior. There should be no protected class. There should be the class of 2024, the class of 2025, period. We shouldn't have children walking into a guidance counselor's office seeing a sticker on that door that says, we don't agree with anything your parents have taught you, your pastors have taught you, or what you believe. You must subscribe to our ideology or we are not going to give you the counseling that you deserve. That is so unbelievably unfair on a million different levels, and it is destroying the mental health of our youth in a much worse way. And let me tell you, by making The conservative kids mentally ill so it can match the kids on the left who are already mentally ill. It's not going to help our country by having uh, a majority, 90% of our country, all mentally ill, enabling each other. If you've ever seen the movie Idiocracy, it was originally created to be a comedy, but now it's turning out to be a documentary. This is where we are headed as, as a nation, ladies and gentlemen. The idiots are running the show. We are all chasing our tails, and the blind are leading the blind. It is time we rise. Groups like POCP.org, Florida Straits, United Pastors of America, Patriots for America, Town Hall Patriots, and all of the Trump clubs all up and down the east and west coast of Florida and throughout the nation, they are diligently fighting this battle, but it is gonna take you to help. We are shadow banned on absolutely everything. We are taken off left and right. We are constantly getting strikes. You cannot find our stuff unless you deliberately search or click the link and go pages in to Find It. That is why, in that scrolling bar below, you will find our Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Florida Straits, and that will bring you up a ton of links that you can go directly to our social media platforms. You can watch our TikTok videos right from the Linktree app. You can see our latest Twitter posts right from that Linktree app. One last thing before we get going here, and that is about, I said Twitter, it's X now. You'll have to forgive me. It'll take a little while to get that right. Our X... Ex- account is the only account that has not been flagged. The only account that lets us post unfettered without any problems. It is truly a free speech platform. And I'm certainly not a sycophant for Elon Musk. I question him many times in many different ways, but what he's doing with X or what he has done with X so far is commendable. And I appreciate the fact that we can get a little traction on there. Uh, However, again, It's hard to find us because the oligarchs that are still running the X algorithm psycho Nazi censorship department, they still don't want us to be seen. So it's imperative that you help us out. So visit X.com. Our tag is at straight pod at S T R 8 P O D. That is where you can interact with us directly. That is the only social media platform that I myself directly use. The rest of our social media is outsourced usually with my wife or one of the other members of Florida Straits, because I honestly find the entire thing sickening. I can't stand the narcissism that that is social media, or the depression and anger that comes from just scrolling through posts and seeing some of the idiotic ideologies that some of these people have. So I rely on my team of people to feed me some of this radical information to use in the podcast, but when it comes to social media, I do use X. Uh, I am the one that uses it, so if you want to get in touch with me, engage with me, interact with me directly, feed me comments, Feed me questions or give me suggestions for future episodes. Getting a hold of me on X at straight pod, S T R A P O D is going to be the way that we can do that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you again for joining us here for another episode of Straight Talk. We will be back next week, streaming live Wednesday at 5 p.m. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you. And we will see you next week.
2: And so my fellow Americans, ask not.